Hello, everybody. My name is Ling Dao Smoke, and this week on Planet Internet, I'm bringing in, of course, Amy Tom, our regular host and podcast extraordinaire, and Marcos Fabian, a new voice on the podcast. Yay! Afternoon podcast. We're just gonna discuss remote work today. I thought it's a very interesting topic because. For those of you who don't know, me, David, and Marcos, and Richard, our other developer, are actually all in the same place in Los Angeles. Well, it doesn't look like that right now because we're recording from two different locations, but we've been hanging out, eating together, walking all over LA, playing basketball together. I thought talking about remote work while we're physically together for the first time would be a great topic. So let's dive in. Let's start with you, Amy. What's your experience thus far in your career? How have you worked? Have you been in the office or worked remotely for the most part? I have only ever worked in an office until Hacker Noon. So yeah, I, oh, my entire okay. career has been office-based. No, that's not true. Once I had one retail job for two months, other than that, I have only ever gotten paid sitting at a desk, so <laughs> in an office. So this is my oh first my remote work experience. Wow. All right. And like, how long have you been like, how, how long has your career been? I'm going to say six years. Six years? years. Okay, yeah. cool. So like for the majority of those six years, it's been in an office. What about you, Marcos? So I will say more like half and half. For me, I so when the whole pandemic, pandemic started, I work at Hacker New, not Hacker New, as applications. And it was thoroughly remote. It was kind of weird because I wasn't like expecting it. But outside of that, I did a lot of freelancing work, which is actually like remote as well. But before that, before 2020, it was mostly in person or going to the office or like waking up and just driving to work or taking the subway to work and all that type of stuff. So I do have some experience in, in the remote like environment. Still going to the office is still like the most popular way of bringing an income to, to the family. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I actually will put this link on the show note, but according to Planet Internet, Planet Money, 97% of Americans still before the pandemic still working from an office. And then after the pandemic, that number has moved to 93%. So even though we're like working in tech and it seems as though everybody is remote, but like the reality is actually the opposite by far. Most people still work from the office and the pandemic just moved that number a little bit. As for myself, I think I'm the odd one out. I've been working mostly remotely for the majority of my career. So I started out as a teacher and as a research assistant. Then I became like this representative of a university, which is based in San Francisco, but then I'm in Asia. So I, yeah, I had to have meeting at 1 a.m. So I'm like really strongly <laughs> empathize with Lee Mark and whoever that's based in Asia right now. Like I know that just having meetings that are very American-centric. And like now I'm like on the other side of like having meeting time that like works for me, but then I feel for Asia-based people. But yeah, like since I guess 2000, 
14, I've been working remotely. So it's been like seven years and that's majority of my adult life have been working remote. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So my next question would be, what do you think? Like, how has your experience been prior to working remotely and after working remotely? How about you, Amy? I never thought that I would be suited for remote work. I don't know if you've noticed, but I like to talk a lot. So I really need a lot of like social stimulation, like a lot of social stimulation. So I never thought that working remotely would be right for me because I love going into the office and saying hi to people and talking all day. Like I used to get reprimanded at my corporate job for being away from my desk too often because I would just be like everywhere, like talking to everyone. (laughs) So I honestly feel like I'm more productive at home because there's no one to talk to. And I I actually like it. It's nice. I'm getting like definitely getting some more introspective alone time for sure. But I do miss office life a bit in terms of like socialization, but actually discovered some other ways for me to still gain that socialization. I'd Mm. say about like once a week, maybe twice a week, I go and work from someone else's house, like one of my friends, mm-hmm. so that I can just have a co-working session and be around people. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, what about you, Marcos? I, f- I feel like for me, it was more like before the whole pandemic, it was just like there was no option of remote remote work for me. I remember just like looking for a job. It, it was like remote work was not on my head, to be honest. Mm. It was more like, ah, okay, I got to apply to this position. I got to go to downtown, to the city, and then just work next to my colleagues and all this type of stuff. But then because of what I do, working as a software engineer, like you mostly working like in front of a computer and that's where you spend most of your time. So when remote remote work actually came into place in like in my life, I didn't actually feel like that much of an impact just because, you know, I'm still like in front of a computer and all that stuff. But I, I, I do believe that the most impactful way was like the whole Zooming interaction or like video calls. Like that was really like impactful for me because it's not I can just be all oh, asking for help or just like talking to whoever is next to you or, or having a onboarding flow where you have somebody just showing you around the building and just presenting people to you. So that 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 way is I'm kind of missing that because I do have two positions that I did remote and it was you know they introduced me to everyone but then it was like more you figure things out they give you all the resources but you figure things out so yeah. it felt weird to even ask for ask questions and stuff like that yeah I, I feel like I agree with Amy that whole interactivity and socialization kind of missed that. But then at the same time, when you look at the productivity side of things, is you are home, you wake up, you work, like you do things your way. And Controlling this, your own schedule. Yeah. So it's a lot yeah. of like props, but some comes at the same Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree that there's definitely so many cons to remote work that we're like, we don't even have to start listing them. Like we, in this weird time of the pandemic, really put into perspective of what, how much humans crave connection, right? Like how much that we're not like really built for being in isolation all the damn time. Like it's this whole mental health crisis 
and like all, all of the violence and like the mental health stuff that have been popping up here and there. I think it, it's got to do with just human, like a reaction against the isolation and the feeling of loneliness. But I also want to not veer too much into the dark side because I, I, I have the perspective of someone who not only have been working remotely all of my life, but also starting a company. Basically, the baseline was remote work. So I can like see... You know how someone, let's say uh, Wayfair uh, is one example, is like my sister-in-law's company. And that is a company that's like very heavy in-person culture. It's like sticky notes and whiteboard and people like moving in and out of someone else's office and asking for help. Like you mentioned, Marcos, that's like a very culture of the company is built off of in-person interaction. So like when the pandemic happened, like moving from that Like you can't just like overnight switching Mm -hmm. that switch and be like, boom, done. Like now we can all work remotely and do the same thing. You basically have to shift the culture of the company and the mindset of the people, the expectation and managing style and trust uh, issues. It all came out. (laughs) An entire workflow too. Yeah, entire workflow and all of these tools. So yeah, in that same like planet uh, money podcast they mentioned like this basically the remote work pandemic is not like uh, a techno technological challenge is literally a culture challenge and it's hard for someone who has never done that to like all of a sudden do that overnight but however because Hackanoon we started out as a remote company from the get-go we attract people who are more more like independent like self-starters know that they can control their schedule and like that they can control their schedule so like it start like for us it's just become natural like i remember like the first thing Marcos, when we met, it's like, how do you just ensure that people don't like abuse the system? Because like you can't really see how if someone is like working or not or taking time off way too much. And I'm just like, huh, interesting, because I mean, that's just built into the system, right? Cannot afford this kind of company that is 100% distributed if we don't have trust in the first place, like it just like basically has to be reverse engineering it. And we like, okay, we have trust. We just assume that everybody will do it. Now, what we do if there's like degrees of like different productivity and people needing different handholding, different simulations. So it was interesting to me to think of uh, what if and like the, the different kind of exceptions to the rule I never think that we have to remote work because I never have that uh, luxury of thinking uh, anything otherwise but yeah why do you think people why is trust like why is like knowing how much is being done so important do you guys think like why is the culture is like having a meeting and like accountability and like asking people what is being done, like is it's just so rampant. Like why is it so important? <laughs> I think that everything's coming from the top down, no? Like yeah. I'm the CEO, I want the triple bottom line to be met. What are you doing to meet that top line mm. manager? Oh, okay, what are you doing to that meet that middle line manager? Okay, what are you doing to meet that <laughs> bottom level employee? Like people, it's more about, the productivity is more about like how are we going to make money and continue making money when mm. we can't physically see what people are, uh, how hard people are working, I mm. guess. 
I think that trust in this type of environment is essential. Without the trust, it's like I, I do see things falling apart. And let me say this, it's because it's so hard to like having a supervisor that is on top of everything in this environment. We can do it, but then the, the whole culture of the company will take a shift. And I just feel like the fact that that trust is there like from the get-go like we just assume that people will do their part i have a bunch of tasks and my you guys assume that i would just go in and, and do my job and for that in that in that aspect you expect me to to just do me but that's why at the same time that's why we look for people that are more like independent are willing to take on the challenge and Honestly, I didn't thought before working at Hacker Noon that I could do such thing, just like be me and then just figure things out. And then when I did realize, that's when I was like, wow, so I'm really more productive. I'm really like just more happy overall. I'm really like spending more time with my family. I'm really like uh, spending less money traveling to work and like waking up, taking a shower, like eating breakfast on the subway or whatever. Like it's just a whole change. So I do believe that we everything happening like in the war is, is just a, a change that was like needed at the same time. But it's like you mentioned, Lee, it's, it's like a cultural change that people just need to adjust to it. And it's a whole mindset thing because you really like not everybody's like teaching a lot. It's more like you've just figuring things out and hopefully you offer the challenge of working remote. Uh, I feel like like the trust has to be there, but it's also like it makes business and practical sense for a, for a company like ours to attract talent, not because they congregate all in the same spot. We like, why is it such uh, so important that like most companies have to be based in San Francisco pre-pandemic, for example? That's because that's where most people live and the chances of stumbling upon talent is like higher. And then because of that, it's like a chicken and egg thing. Most people end up, because most companies are based there, most people also go there. And because most people go there, like most companies are based there, it's just like a circle. It's because we started outside of those kind of bubbles, so we have to look around and be like, what is the best way to attract people without going to a place? Well, I guess we have to be open. We have to be transparent. We have to like tell people that we trust them so that hopefully that it will, it will be a magnet that like people who come to us will be like that. And mm -hmm. We are actually getting people like you guys and all of the teammates who are from literally all parts of the world. We have people from India, Pakistan. We have people in Vancouver, we have Florida. We have the Netherlands, Germany, like just everywhere. And I'm just like astounded and reminded every single day of the kind of just like amazing people that we're able to meet had we not been remote we wouldn't have been able to stumble upon you guys like we would have to fly you guys and yesterday marcos you were asking me about what you guys do about visa <laughs> and do people need to have access and easy uh, access to america no like we can meet whenever we want which is why we're meeting right now in LA, but it's not a must that people need visa access to America. So like that reduced to me a lot of physical boundaries and like just artificial 
kind of border thing that like we don't need to deal with. It's like talent is borderless and so should work. So yeah, I heard yeah. that Silicon Valley is getting shake has gotten shaken up since the pandemic and that a lot of people are moving to Austin as like a secondary mm-hmm. Silicon Valley. So yeah, I, I mean, it's natural like people realize that within the bubble of the cities, it's just harder to do work, especially if you're like under lockdown or if most businesses and most activities are closed. Like I think Marco's here is like case in point. He was in New York and then within the pandemic, what can you do? You can't even walk down the street or enjoy the type of activities that usually you could. So you move away and, from New York. And that you pay that premium for. That's why a lot of people right. moved out of San Fran because they were like, why would I pay this much money when I can't do anything? So I'm just going to yeah. move to Texas instead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Marcos, what do you think? Do you have any prediction about will people eventually come back to the hubs of the world and the cities of the world, like New York, San Francisco? Or what do you think will happen? I do believe that it will come back just because of out of necessity. But mm-hmm. I do believe that right now, according to the numbers, it, a lot of people would just rather work from home because a lot of people are realizing that they can actually do that. It's been proven that if you if you are just more productive in like working from your house, then why are you actually why are you even going to an office? If you can do the exact amount of tasks from mm-hmm. your house and like, why are we paying rain on an office somewhere in, you know, the downtown of a city? And also I do believe that margin, that gap will, you know, increase. So right now it's what, 7%? I think we just keep going and going. Yeah. Uh, it also depends on what type of job do, do, do mm-hmm. we do. There are some other type of jobs that they do require to, you know, be in person, like essential worker type of jobs. Mm-hmm. So for that, in that aspect, they would just keep going to their in-person regular jobs. But for us, if you can just do the same thing from your house and from the office, I really like, and a lot of people are coming into the realization that, you know, a lot of companies actually like, why are we paying like thousands of dollars in like an office in, in mm-hmm. coming into place like my stepbrother he worked he's working remote and his job wants him to go back to the office so, so he's, is- he's a full stack developer as well he's yeah. a senior full stack developer and you know he already got used to like that he actually found a job in the pandemic so while everything was going down, even myself, I lost my job in the pandemic. So mm-hmm. he actually found a new job in the pandemic. He got to work remote and all that. And he just, he was like, I just, he just adjusts to it. And he figured out that he's just more productive and that his life is just mm-hmm. way better. He don't have to wake up, go take the subway, spend like 40 minutes on the subway, to then go to a crowded city and then, you know, actually get to the office. Instead, mm-hmm. he's just at home, he works, he spends more time with his family. He seems more happy overall. And now they're telling him, like, listen, we are about to open again. And that brings a lot of doubts in you because, you know, if you experience both wars, like going to the office and then you are like working from home and you, are like at this point where 
they're actually telling you, you need to go back, but you feel more confident working from home. He's already thinking about starting looking for new positions and Mm -hmm. feel like Mm -hmm. this is where it's going to go. Like a lot of people believe that there there is no reason why you should go to the office if you can do the same Mm -hmm. amount of things in your house. Right. So and I do expect a lot of people to, you know, a lot of companies will emerge from this. Mm -hmm. Like uh, a lot of companies already emerged from the pandemic. So Google, for example, has implemented this new policy that workers can work indefinitely remotely uh, or from home. So I think other companies probably will follow suit as well. But yeah, like I think that actually a great segue into the second video that I I, I share in the show notes as well of just zoom out a little bit of like why we even work, (laughs) why we even work all this idea of an eight hour workday from like nine to five. And like this idea that like your identity is tied so much with your job. Uh, and your employer and like your co-workers are also your friends that kind of thing uh, apparently it's new <laughs> and most like for most of human lives like our identity is not so tangled within the work like and most of human lives we don't even work eight hours work day or even work at all months of the year because with the invention of the light bulb apparently that is when it happens that like the eight hour workday and people can like work past sundown and people can like work overtime because electricity and light and stuff like that allow that to happen. Prior to that, people just work whenever there's the sun and if the sun goes away, then they don't work. And in the winter months, because it's just so cold and there's no electricity, so they also don't work. So like this whole new like identity we have of like our everything about us is about work and it is about the eight hour is like relatively new compared to human being so my question for you guys would be like what do you think why do you think you work and and that's what the first question and the second question is what do you think about the great resignation that like the mass amount massive amount of people are like just quitting their job especially starting when the eviction moratorium just ended in america that's when we see so many people just quit their job yeah so what is your comments slash thoughts on those two questions. How about with you first, Amy? Okay, quick side story. I recently saw a bunch of family members that I haven't seen in two years because of Mm -hmm. COVID. And I so I saw one of my aunts that I haven't seen in a long time. And she's like, Amy, what are you doing? And what do you think you're going to do in the next 10 years? You know how they Mm want to know like what the lowdown is of your life. And I was like, like, what do you want to do in 10 years? And like literally nothing. I don't want to do anything in 10 years. What are you talking about? I don't want to work. Like, it, as if, like, they're, they're going to judge me for being like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Like, oh, they, they expect me to be like, oh, I'm going to become a doctor or something. I actually don't want to do anything. So I guess, like, my purpose for working is that I want to give more like diversity to the tech industry and Mm. bring more awareness to like females in STEM. And that's Mm. my purpose for working, I think. But Mm. what do I actually want to do? Nothing. I don't want to (laughs) work ever. No offense, Lang. If I could stop working tomorrow, I would. (laughs) Okay. Remind me to send you another TikTok video. It's like this person like eating 
uh, watermelon and like the beach of like the Caribbeans or whatever. And she said that humans are designed to be like butt naked eating fruits and F-U-C-K in the wild, yeah. right? Like, that's what humans are designed for. <laughs> yes. Oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a popular TikTok reel. Okay, I'm definitely going to send it to you. All right, so that's your answer. What about you, Marcos? Why do you work? For me, it's more, it's a little different. For me, I just love the challenge, to be honest. If I don't work a bit, super lazy, to be honest. And I just don't like just being there doing nothing, to be honest. Even if I had an income, even if I become a millionaire, I feel like I would still wake up trying to, you know, challenge my brain to even mm. learn something new or whatever. But yeah, that's me. But I just want to bring something out. It's like the amount of people, especially in America, that, you know, are accustomed to, you know, the life, like that lifestyle of just, mm -hmm. you know, going to an like office. Like being a slave at work or something. Yeah, like going yeah. to an office or just going to an in-person type of job. Like mm -hmm. that is just flipping around, to be honest, right now. Mm -hmm. I remember like before moving to Florida or even before I started hacking, I was having a conversation with my dad. I told him like, yo, I got hired at this company, blah, blah, blah. They look great. I love their green blah 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 and and he was like oh where where is it located he was expecting me i was still living in new york city so he was expecting me to say oh in downtown in downtown manhattan mm -hmm. or you know near rockefeller center or <laughs> near World Trade center i was like no i just work from home and he was like really and you got paid for that he literally was questioning me getting paid for working from home so a lot of people still believe that, you know, working from home is not acceptable. Like mm. a lot of people don't even be, don't even realize that it's, or don't even recognize it as a real job. So I just believe that in that instance, all of that will change in the couple of, like in the next couple of years, because mm. a lot of more people just will realize that, you know, if I could just do it from my house and mm -hmm. just be more comfortable, like just do you, then why even trying to apply to a new position where you are just required to work more? Because waking up at a certain time and doing like following your routine to go to work, that's work too. Like you're working mm -hmm. just to follow that routine. So just mm -hmm. the fact that you can create your own routine, it, like that's less work already, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I think just to answer your first question is the fact that I love to challenge but also I just believe that people are not accustomed to it. And then mm. this might be something that new generations will bring to the table. So we might see this whole like remote work growing like in the next couple of years, just because more people will, will, will choose that. And now we mm -hmm. just have options of, you know, choosing like, oh, do I want to go to the office? And I see companies struggling to be honest because personnel will have to change their mindset and ch change their culture, change all the, like the workflow, all of that will have to change. So I do see a lot of struggle for companies, but I do see a lot of good things happening because it's good to have options. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's from the worker side, right? I think from the employer side, it's like a wake up call for them as well is they realize that people are not going to necessarily stick around just because they are required to. They have options, like you mentioned now, so they can just 
skip the job or quit the job or don't show up to work and just don't show up to any job at all because like for what people are like starting asking the questions like i'm paying minimum wage i'm being paid minimum wage and i'm being treated like a transaction like why do i even do this so i think companies also have to realize to not treat people like a transaction to create a fostering environment where people can recognize self-worth or what have you otherwise we're going to have i think the great resignation is also basically a realization that maybe we just in this treadmill like little hamsters without recognizing that we can just step out of the treadmill of the little wheels and just be like we are hamsters we're eating cheese now so i think companies just have to take a page from this and be really cognizant of what is in store for them and either change like you either change or you like don't survive basically so i really hope that more people will realize this a revolution of some kind will come companies will realize that people are humans and they deserve to be treated as such and hopefully work will not die <laughs> at yeah. least for the foreseeable future if we find like an alternative to work and to capitalism I'm all ears I haven't seen one all the alternatives have been resulting in worse and mass murder of people in the past so <laughs> I don't think that is the answer I but yes if anyone who listens to the podcast find an alternative to work slash capitalism let us know <laughs> capitalism until then we probably will see you in the next podcast because it's part of our job <laughs> 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 all right it has been fun this has been this week on planet internet with me lingdao smook the ceo of hakanoon until I'm not anymore, I don't know. <laughs> then Amy, our podcast host, and Marcos Fabian, our full stack software engineer. See ya. Bye. 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 Afternoon podcast.